Hi guys, welcome to a brand new episode of Client Interviews. Today we have Stefan Krieger. Steph, am I pronouncing it right? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a Dutch name, so it's quite difficult, but uh, it's all right. Yeah. I, my biggest pet peeve is pro- like name pronunciation, because if yeah. I get someone's name wrong, I, I hate it when people get my name wrong. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to get someone else's name <laughs> But Stefan joined us around two years ago. And when he got started with us, before he did, he had his own website designing business. I believe you were around that time when you were supposed to be in college, but you decided to drop out. Uh, no, I was still in college. I also finished uh, uni, but I was doing web design on the side. Yeah. Okay. So you were juggling university and web designing, making 500 euros a month, and you were pretty confused. You wanted to make more money. You were into reality creation, personal development. And, you know, what, what was the biggest bottleneck for you at that time? I think the main thing I think I, I lacked with with web design was like confidence in selling it yeah. and all that stuff. But as we maybe get into later in the interview, like when I went through the program, I, I kind of realized web design is not my real passion. It's not what I really want to do. Yeah. And that's already for someone watching. It's like if you're doing something that you don't really want to do, you'll never be good at it. You'll never get results like yeah, you can get results, but you get the quickest results by doing something you really love to do and you have a passion for. 100%. That's so key. And that's such a key realization. A lot of people just keep grinding against. They're like pushing themselves, doing something they don't really want to do. But check this out. What's kind of crazy is, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna shame you here right now. Uh, <laughs> um, Stefan, last month. So this was uh, end of June, actually. He hit his first 22K month from being at 500 euros a month doing web design to doing 22K in one month, doing something completely different. He's now coaching entrepreneurs and business owners, agency owners on how to improve their performance so that they can show up to their businesses better, their health. Okay. And it's, it's quite the journey you've gone through, man. Yeah. So I want to, I want to know like, what made you what made you say, you know, I need personal development? You're, you know, in your 20s or 18, like basically late teens. You have a website design business. You're in university. What made you even be like, yo, I want to go into entrepreneurship? Yeah, I think for me, one of like the, the first things was like uh, the four-hour work week or Rich Dad Poor Dad, one of those books that really showed me like the nine-to-five route isn't going to make you rich. And not that like being rich is the, the main goal, but you want to be financially free. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really got from there. And then I had this passion of starting my own business, but I was very much watching a lot of videos, binging uh, content on YouTube, but I wasn't actually doing stuff. I still remember like I had this journal that I, uh, that I had and I was researching all the different business models. So like drop shipping and yeah. affiliate marketing and blogging and I just all kinds of things, right? And now if I look back at it, and I also say this to uh, people I coach, it's like, if you're just consistent with something, you can be successful in anything. Like the reason people are not successful is because they quit, right? And uh, that was like a first phase. So there was a first phase where I was like, uh, I'm really excited to uh, to start a business, but I was just action faking, like it wasn't taking any action. Mm-hmm. And then I had a realization of I want to do I want to do something. I joined a web design program, and I thought like wasn't really my true passion, but I thought I can earn money with it. I can learn sales skills and stuff like that. Yeah, I can see from there. But it really came out of out of a drive to be independent. So I think like one of the things with a program is really finding out 
what drives you what yeah. is like uh, the thing that really drives you for me it's really independence so i've, I've had experience in the past where not people were controlling me, but there were uh, just like, for example, with parents, with financial stuff, like if people pay money for you, then yeah. they don't control you, but they do feel like subconsciously they, they own you, you know, you feel like you're yeah. under their power. You're not really independent. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's not like they can still say like, uh, you can do whatever you want, but still you feel a pressure to right to kind of stuff. So that really motivated me to just be independent. And I think the best way to do that is entrepreneurship. Uh, of course, you can earn a lot of money in nine to five. You can have a very good job, but you're not as much in control. Like you're never in control, I think, but uh, you're not as much in, in control as with, with entrepreneurship. So going back into your past, when you felt like you were in control, like what event in your life kind of made you feel? Because I went through something similar, right? So yeah. I want to know, like, who was it in your life that you almost felt like you were owned by because they were supporting you financially? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a good story to tell. So first up, I, I want to say, like, I'm very grateful for everything uh, my parents ever did to me. Like, if, if they didn't give me money, if they didn't give me a bank account, I, I couldn't uh, maybe even invest it into this program. So right, I have right. to be very grateful for them. Uh, that's the first thing. But I went to uni and then I studied... I think it's public administration, it's called. Like, I liked helping people. And that's, I think, also why I ended up with coaching. And I thought through public administration, you also do that. But it's just like a lot of things with government. I didn't really like it. So I wanted to change into uh, into business, so international business. And my parents at the time, they were paying for my tuition fees. The tuition fees here are not as high as in America. So yeah, they're yeah. like, I think, 2K in a year or something. And they were paying for my student dorm. So in total, I think it was like 6K that they paid for me in the whole year. And I still remember I told, I so I had a conversation with my parents, like, yeah, I want to quit. I want to do something else. Like I, I was getting good marks and everything, but I just wasn't feeling it. I still remember the first thing my mother said was like, no, but you can't do it. We paid 6K for you. All that money is wasted and all that mm. stuff. And it's like, I, like, I get it for them. Like it is an amount, right? And they did pay it to me. But they didn't really talk about, okay, but so if this is really something you don't like, then maybe we should think about something else. Right. It's just really focused on the money, like right. you're wasting your money, et cetera. And that really imprinted in to me because I still did it, but I did have this sort of like guilt about doing it because I thought like, ah, maybe I should stay, maybe I should do this because my parents say that. I'm very glad I followed my heart. I followed my intuition. Yeah, yeah. But it, it did sort of, and not traumatize is like a big word, but it did imprint in my mind, like I'm not going to ever let anyone control me financially mm. or in any way, right? Like uh, I don't want anyone to say to me, like you have to do this because I'm paying you money, I'm giving you money. And even they didn't really do that because they still kept me like, okay, if this is really what you want to do, then you'll have to do it and that's, that's fine. But it did show me like, if you're not in control, if you don't have the, and like, you're never in control, right? But yeah. if you don't have the, the independence, then people can just say to you, like, do this. That's, I think, why I also can never have a real mind to five because I, yeah, I, I just don't really see if someone would say to me all the time, like, do this, do that, like, I, I would uh, go crazy, mm. right? So, so that's what kind of formed me into, uh, yeah, going into entrepreneurship and just really the, the driver I had. That's crazy, man. That's kind of like, that's so like, parallel to my story but except my yeah. parents paid like two hundred fifty thousand to send me to college 
And yeah. I didn't do anything with that degree. You know, I just yeah. like, I felt compelled to finish it because of how much time and money was invested in my education. And at the end, I just got the degree and I gave it to them. You know, I was like, here you go. This is what you paid for. The yeah. degree is for you. So I totally get that, you know, that feeling of being independent and not wanting to be controlled because, you know, when I was a kid, I felt, well, when I was in college, at least like even the second semester of my senior year, I felt like shit asking my parents for money. Yeah. You know, every time I had to ask them for money, I felt like absolute shit. I felt like I was selling my soul. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that's literally what it felt like. So like by that time, I started paying for my own rent. You know, I started earning money, like somehow just getting odd jobs here and there, like and just paying for my own rent, paying for my own groceries and everything, and just like managing money. And I think yeah. it's one of the best things you could do. I was watching a documentary with Carl, like it's about Carl Icahn. Yeah, I know his name, but I don't really know what he does. Carl Icahn is like a, he, he's known as the corporate raider. He just goes in to different companies, buys like a lot of stake, like a lot of shares where yeah. he believes this company is actually undervalued. It should be worth more. So he buys a lot mm -hmm. of stake. And when you buy a lot of shares, then you kind of have an influence in the company. And yeah. so then he can say, hey, management, don't fuck around, do this, do that. Mm -hmm. And then he just makes them do whatever he wants, which he thinks is right. And then the share value goes up and then they can all extract value from whatever shares they bought. But yeah. he was saying his story was, he was so smart when he was a kid. He, he was like, my parents said, if I got into Princeton, Yale or Harvard, they would pay for the tuition. And he did so well in school and he applied. He got into all three of those schools. And then tuition at that time was like $750. But yeah. room and board was an additional like 700. Yeah. So then he went to his parents and his parents were like, oh, you know, you did get in. You want to go to Princeton? That's fine. We'll pay your tuition. But he's like, what about room and board? It's like, we only talked about tuition. So then he like, he's like, fuck, I got to like pay for room and board. And so yeah. he gets a summer job and he goes like, he finds like one night some poker players like gambling. It, it's, it's such a crazy story. Mm. And um, he, he makes like a hundred bucks a week as a waiter in the summers. And then he goes gambling and then he loses it all. And then he's like, oh shit, I got to learn this. And then like overnight, he just reads some books and gets so good at poker. And he, he makes like 900 bucks in one, the next week he goes. <laughs> oh, that's so he, story. Yeah, he just, he just knew he had a knack for like money, finances and numbers. But yeah, man, I think that kind of responsibility at a young age, you know, that that feeling that we have being able to manage money, not being so coddled by the world. I think yeah. a lot of that is missing now because a lot of us, we're just, we get spoon fed, right? Like you, you go to college, yeah. the teachers tell you what to do. You yeah. go to a nine to five, your employer tells you what to do. You're not really using your brain to creatively solve problems Yeah. until you get into entrepreneurship. Yeah, but that's like, honestly, the... Um... So I've been to uni for five years, I think, with the, with the one year before that. I think last year is the year I le learned the most because as an entrepreneur, you just have to do all, like you have a problem, you have to solve it. You have to find a creative way to solve it. And mm -hmm. sure, you can have, you can have mentors, you can have coaches that help you, but you're constantly solving problems. You're constantly having to think like, okay, how am I going to do it? How can I make it better? That's uh, just most important. I also really see, I think for people watching, like I also really see the difference I had at college between people that were still living at home and people yeah. that were living on campus or uh, stuff like that, because then you also get that responsibility, like earning your own money will even give you more responsibility, but just living on your own, like you just have to do it yourself instead of like your, your father and mother doing everything. 100% man. I don't know why. Like a lot of people were like, oh shit, doing laundry is so hard. But I never found using the washing machine was hard. Like I never found difficulty in that. Did you? No, no I just, that's what I have right now. It's like, and it says an entrepreneur, that's also what I say to my clients, right? Like you have to think about 
what is like your hourly rate and then everything yeah. that's under there, you have to outsource it. So for example, I don't mind doing laundry, but if you're at a point where you doing laundry costs you more than uh, like outsourcing it, for example, like you have yeah. to outsource it just for brain capacity and, uh, and stuff like that. So I didn't have trouble uh, with that, but yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you this though. I, I used to subscribe to that belief too, where, you know, your dollar value, whatever, whatever yeah. your time is worth. But then I was reading Jeff Bezos's book where he yeah. talks about how he spends the morning washing dishes because it helps <laughs> him clear his brain. Whoa, that's sick. That's he wakes sick. up, he, he like has breakfast. Yeah. He, he calls it puttering around. I putter around. I wash the dishes because it helps me clear my brain. Yeah. It's his form of meditation, if you will. Yeah, but that is one, one thing I've lately really changed into. So first, and one of my clients... I'm helping with this as well. It's like, first I was really, and I know you play golf. First I was really like, everything has to be in service of my business. Like if I'm not working on my business, I have to read books. I have to do courses. And now, for example, so in my student times, I used to DJ a bit. Now I bought a controller again. I bought like boxes and I was some nights I just play music. I just play some new music, et cetera. And the thing it does, it disconnects me from my business. It makes me happy. It gives me joy. But then that helps you with your business. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But first my belief was really like, oh no, everything has to be in service of my business. And in a way that still is, but it's different, right? You learn, yeah, you learn from different things. Yeah. Like I honestly don't think I could have made some of the, the videos I've made recently if I weren't playing golf. Like I learned so many deep, like reality creation principles from just playing golf that I just couldn't give it up. You know, then it just wouldn't make sense. Like that's how I learn. Like you learn by doing, by application, not just by sitting in a room and theorizing about different shit. I don't know if people think this, but I don't just sit in a room and just think about the next principle or concept. I just live life and then it comes to you. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Going back to Stefan, university, website, business. How did you transition from that to the business that you have now? Yeah. So at the start, what the program brought me the most was one confidence and one like seeing results quite quickly uh, with having the right vision. And one of the, the exercises in the program is like thinking about your vision. So what is it like you really want? Is that like I talked about at the start of the interview, like you can think that, for example, the business you're doing is the thing you really want, yeah. but go sit outside for an hour, take a journal and like meditate or journal about what is it like you really want? What is it your soul wants? And for me, what came up was like, I think then I called it like a biohacking coach. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted to be. I, I still remember uh, in the school group, I posted it there. Like, I don't know uh, how or why. I think that's also one of the things, right? Don't think about how, but think about like what you want. So yeah, yeah. I knew like I wanted to be a biohacking coach. I just thought it was very interesting. I didn't have a study in it. I didn't have like any credentials for it. But I just thought to myself, like, how cool would it be to teach others about that? And that's what I wrote down. And I think that's really important also for people watching is that you become clear on what you really want. Because if you set that intention, then reality or the universe or however you want to call it will find a way to sort of give it to you in a way. Uh, and then I posted it there. And then um, Eric, who was also in the program, I think you also did an interview with him. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he sent me a message like, hey, bro, like I'm a performance coach that he was helping people become performance coach as well. And then I thought, oh, let's just get on a call with him. And he started helping me 
really with becoming a performance coach because before that I was reading a lot of personal development personal development books about like sleep nutrition and all that stuff but it wasn't really structured and I think also one of the things I posted in the school group was that I wanted to coach people on high performance but I wasn't a high performer myself as well and I think one of the things you told me is yeah the first thing you have to do is become it yourself then you Mm -hmm. can teach others right and I think that's really what what Eric also told me like what is the real structure you have to follow so for example mindset sleep nutrition exercise productivity focus all that stuff then it made it really clear for me like okay how do you actually help someone with it if you circle back the most important part was that i set the intention that i knew what i wanted and then it happened like i couldn't have thought that there was another guy in the program who was already a performance coach and could help me with that right like and that's i think where most people where i'm still sometimes going wrong is that you try to consciously think about how it will happen what, what will happen like you think about oh i want to reach 10k and you're going to be like oh yeah and i have to get clients from there i have to get leads from there sometimes now i get a random message from like an old client who says like hey i was at a networking event i spoke to this guy i think you could really help him well uh, i'll send him his number i'll send him a message he, he becomes a client you think that consciously you can make it all work in your head like very logical like okay this will happen yeah but i think the biggest realization i had is you, you don't have that control but you have to have faith that it will happen and then it will happen and then that yeah that's like the, the the long answer totally man that's so crazy you mentioned that because i was just earlier this week i was making a video on clarity and like why you don't need to worry about the how and what you should actually focus on. And to me, it seems like what you really had at that point was what we call like the conjunction between intellectual and emotional clarity. Intellectually, you knew you had a picture of what you wanted and emotionally, you felt what it would feel like to have that. So when the mind and the heart, the subconscious and the conscious come together, that's when the means show themselves for you. So if we know what we're looking for and we intend it, then the paths that lead there automatically just show up. You know, you post that and then someone messages you like someone who's doing exactly that messages you. Then it's just time for you to seize that opportunity and just move forward with that, right? Exactly. And I think that's that's still something that's not entirely perfect for me. Maybe like it's the same for you. But when something pops up, you have to have the faith that it will work out or something. Like, for example, I also, when that thing popped up with, in hindsight, is the thing that sparked everything else, right? But if I would have doubted that, like, ah, this guy would have really, like, is this something for me? Am I really going to do it? If I would have doubted there, I wouldn't have had the faith, then it all wouldn't have happened. So sometimes doors open up to you, but you have to be open-minded enough to open yourself up to it uh, because otherwise still, still nothing would happen. You know, what's crazy about that though? (laughs) Like you only become open when you have nothing to lose. Think about that. Like people who are like the most, they've tried everything, nothing's worked or like, you know, those people, they actually kind of become a little bit open. They're like, you know what? What's one more thing? You know, let's, let's try this. I have nothing to lose here. I'm just going to try this. But then people who have like a lot to lose, they become very doubtful and closed off right? Their energy is more closed off and they don't receive. They don't like, they stay stuck at the same levels. Like this happened to me a lot. Like I would become very rigid. It's like, all right, this is working for me. So just stick with it. Don't experiment. Don't fuck with it. You know, just hold on to it for dear life. And that's when you start to like, you, you stop that flow of energy because you're not open to receiving. But when I was like starting off, I was very open. I was like, oh shit, you know, all of these people, they know a lot more than me. You know, I can learn from everyone. So it's just continually staying in that mindset of just being open to learning and not letting that ego take over and being like, oh, look at me. I'm a, 
I'm a 50k a month, I'm a 100k a month business owner now. I have nothing yeah. to learn. Yeah, <laughs> but, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So when was the transition between selling websites to coach, biohacking coach? Yeah. So at first I did both. So I was still like, I was earning money with web design because that was before I started to be a performance coach, biohacking coach. The principles from the program also helped me with web design. Like the, the faith I had in the projects, like the people... I think one client just sort of like came to me or sent me a random message on uh, Facebook and I closed them. So it already got me some results with web design, but then I transitioned into coaching. So then I was doing both. And then first I was doing one-on-one -on -one coaching. So I was just setting it up, doing it for free, then selling it a bit higher and then going from there. And that was how I made the switch. Then I was also done with uni. So then I could like fully focus on it. At the time, like I think I was in the same position as you where like I finished my degree. I could earn good money with that uh, yeah. in a nine to five. And then I thought to myself, like, now is just time to do it. Because if you're in the nine to five, I see it with friends around me. Like you're comfortable, you have a car. That's the worst your... thing you can do. And being comfortable yeah. is the worst <laughs> thing that can happen to you. Yeah. But I'm so glad I, I didn't do it at that point. Because then like you have consistent money coming in. One of my friends, he has a car from his job. It's a nice car. And then you think like, ah, you, you are comfortable with a six. Yeah. Let, let's say a six. Well, your life can be an eight, a nine, a 10. Yeah. But if a six is still it's it's decent right like it's not you have food you have uh friends like everything is okay but it doesn't really push you to to get to the next level so for me i'm really glad i i didn't uh like go to uh, do a nine to five and then i think from last september onwards i just fully focused on coaching and there were still like bumps on the road i think also the biggest thing like you were talking about is that last year i was i was very rigid i was like okay i'm doing one-on-one -on -one coaching this is how it works out this is my price this is like the program yeah and now it's it's way more loose so for example two weeks ago i organized a mastermind here in the netherlands so like 20 entrepreneurs we had a training we went into an ice bath we just had a lot of fun i didn't really make profit onto it but it was just a fun experience yeah and just like opening up myself that that really helped me instead of like being very rigid like okay i need to earn this many clients more loose uh, mm. right now 100 percent, man yeah, just like doing all of those experiments and like learning shit for yourself. That's all what being an entrepreneur is about. Like you got to take some risks, you know, yeah. you can't just keep following some proven structure and proven formula because most of the time, more often than not, it's not fully applicable to your business. Everyone's business is unique and different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's very funny that you said that because now I had the realization, like one of the business coaches, like with organic marketing or something, he told me to really focus on Instagram. And that was like the method, the thing to do. Now I focus on Facebook and it was like said to me like, oh, it doesn't work, etc. And now I get most of my clients from Facebook and it just works, right? But if I wouldn't have tried it, then I would still be struggling with Instagram, for example. Yeah, I tried to do Facebook ads for such a long time until I realized, yo, like what, what am I doing? You know, most <laughs> of our clients are coming from YouTube. Why the <laughs> fuck am I wasting my time trying yeah. to make something work because I think that's the ideal because I've been sold on the idea that that's the ideal instead of looking literally at what is working for me and just doing more of that you know like I actually got that with the interview I did with Evan when yeah. he was like yeah I just need to do more of what's working yeah. like my email stuff is working so why not why don't I just double my email yeah yeah that's that's so crucial man now you've become a coach what were some of the biggest hurdles you faced the biggest challenges you faced starting off as a coach like you know from zero to 20k a month and how did you overcome them yeah yeah 
I think imposter syndrome was the biggest thing as well as like a lack of confidence. Mm. Um, I think those were the, the two biggest, like, of course, there's tactics with getting clients, making a better content and all, the, all of that stuff. But I think that all started with like imposter syndrome. I think at the start, when I started coaching, I wasn't really a high performer myself. I think I also said it in the school, yeah, but yeah. Um, I was sometimes like binge drinking with friends, not really being that person. And then you also don't really have the faith of you making that impact. For example, if you're in a sales call or if you're in a coaching call and you don't genuinely think you can help the person because you have the experience yourself it always eats at you and it will always set you down so for example uh, now with my clients i say to them this is also a good tip for people watching they read their list of wins before they get onto a sales call just to mm. get their confidence up just to really think like hey i can help someone i can go further with that so that's things that that really helped me i think another thing is you just have to look at one problem at a time so and then this is what I see some people do is that they do a sales training, they read sales books, but they don't have any leads. And then like you can read all the sales books, but if you're not getting enough sales calls, like it, it doesn't really matter to, to improve that part, right? And I think that's at the start is what I was really doing. I was like, I have to fix everything, like my client delivery and this and that. And now I just look at one problem at a time. So if I'm not getting enough leads, I focus on lead generation. If I'm like my closing rate is down, I focus on sales and you just really look objectively at the situation, like what is happening? How can I improve? And I think, yeah, the confidence one, that was the biggest thing that was holding back. And it really put a thing in me. It's still like I talked about it with Adam. So Adam, I don't know if people know it on the channel, but it's a coach from the program. And I talked about him, him with sales and also asking more for your program and being confident in doing that. I think for if anyone wants to be a coach, there are multiple aspects to it. Like, yeah, you have to be good at sales. You have to be good at marketing. You have to give your clients results. And that's just like a big process to get, to get into. How did you feel that initial, that initial lack of confidence or feeling like an imposter? What was it preventing you from achieving or what was it hindering you or holding you back from doing? One, having the confidence that I could help them because mm -hmm. people can sense your energy. So yeah. I was talking with, with Kwasi before this call, like it's the same with YouTube videos. If you're watching this video, you like, for example, Kwasi's energy, but it's the same in a sales call. If you have, and this is one of the sales things I've been taught, if you have conviction in your product, you don't need like, sure, you need to ask a certain type of questions. You need to be smart about it, like how to talk, for example. But if you have conviction, the other person will sense that. And that was holding me back. And for example, sales calls is that if I have the imposter syndrome, mm -hmm. then uh, I can't really get there. Another thing that was is at the start, I was really focused on, uh, because that's what I, for example, learned from another coach is like, oh, I will help you from zero to 10k or zero to 20k with performance coaching and you don't need business coaching but performance coaching is the whole key but i didn't even hit 10k myself and i didn't believe i could hit it mm. so then like your whole messaging everything is just ruined from there right uh, and first i th that's what i i wrote it down before our uh, conversation one of the biggest things that has helped me is the the be do have paradigm so you're being the person right now. That's why yeah. you do certain kind of actions. And that's why you have the success. So if I look back at it one, uh, like one a year, one and a half years ago, I wasn't being the high performer or the high performance coach. Mm -hmm. That's why I was doing not like the right stuff. And that's why I didn't have the success. I think also if I look back at it, if I would have hit a 10K, 20K month 
at that time, I would have been too happy about it. I would have been like, holy shit, like my whole life, it, it, it's uh, awesome. Yeah. Now, yeah. honestly, when I hit the 22K month, I didn't even blink an eye. It was, and that's not to say that I wasn't happy about it. Like I did celebrate, I went out with my girlfriend, but it was like normal. It was like, yeah, I just hit it. Just, it, it just felt natural because you already became that person. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, okay, now reality has catched up. Like I, in my mind, I already yeah. was there. And now reality has catched up. And I think that's the, the biggest, biggest key. If I look back at when I started out, I just was like, oh, whoa, someone is making 5K or someone is making 10K. Mm-hmm. That's another realization. Like I was talking to people, who, for example, were doing 5K or 10K or 20K. And I was sort of like looking up to them because I thought like, whoa, these guys are already earning their money, etc. And now I know, like, even if someone earns 100K, 200K, I have knowledge about certain things that they don't have. Like, sure, they will have more business knowledge, etc. But for example, about sleep, nutrition, I probably know more than them and I can help. Right. Them. That's, that's really something I had to overcome. But your that- focus has changed now. Instead of looking yeah. at and comparing yourself to the person, yeah. instead of looking at yourself, you're looking at the person in front of you and the problem that they're yeah. going through, which gets rid of the imposter syndrome, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. because then I think you talked about it in another call or another client interview I watched. It's like you just look at the problem and you focus on that. And that's the thing, right? That's when you, I think uh, it was the, the mastermind video you uploaded. It's right. like, that's the thing you focus on. And that's the thing that is happening. And now also with my clients, like that's just the thing, like you focus on the main problem and that is what you focus on. It's not like, it, do- it doesn't really matter if someone earns 50K, 100K, like it's all just, I mean, number. someone's coaching yeah. Michael Jordan, right? Yeah. Someone's yeah. coached Tiger Woods exactly. playing better exactly. than Tiger Woods. Yeah, exactly. But that's something like a mindset that I really have to, had to make at the start. Uh, and that was preventing me from coaching those people. Like if you purely look at knowledge, I could have helped them, but because my mindset was like, holy shit, this guy is earning this much money. He's better than me. Mm-hmm. He's earning more money. That's what was limiting me. Well, that was just a thing in my head. It's just mindset, right? Like if you have the knowledge, you can solve his problem. Let's say he has a sleep problem. You implement an evening routine. You implement consistency in his sleep schedule. The hours he sleeps, like he can still be helped, right? It's not like he's better in that way. But uh, yeah, that's that's a big thing I had to overcome. Awesome, man. Yeah, that's that's an amazing realization. And I truly think like that's something that can help someone go from like the initial sub six figures to actually hitting six figures is stop yeah. looking at yourself, stop being so self-centered and look at the prospect or the problem that you're solving for them. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a, such a super, that's such a key realization, but I guess what would you say would be like some of your biggest takeaways from the program that really made a game changer for you? I think, so what I said about we do have, and it's something that has really maybe it it took a year to fully grasp like to fully understand because now i apply the concept in multiple areas of my life for example with sales it's like you be happy now then you do the sales call uh, and then you have the success or you don't but but you're still being happy right like being happy that and that's a big realization it's like the internal world creates the external world so if you are being happy then it like it doesn't really matter what happens in the external world because you are still happy. Things are still going well. The other thing that that was like the big takeaway is like the, the clarity. So creating clarity about what you want, why you want it. 
I think also in the program and people you've interviewed, people get a lot of results just from the first one or two weeks because mm -hmm. they create clarity, because they know like, this is what I want, this is how I get there. And then it falls into place. I have the same, now when I coach people, I give them clarity about, okay, what do you have to do this quarter? What do you have to do this week? Because for most people, for example, with procrastination, it's not really a, a thing that they're not motivated. It's just that they don't have the clarity about what 100%. do I actually have to do, right? So and that's, that's the thing. And the same is with yeah, importance levels. Like, for example, with sales, if you really have to make a sale, you will never make that sale. But if you're in a sales call, like, I'm just having fun, right? Like, if he signs or not, like, it, it's not my problem. Um, yeah. And you have to be objective about it. Of course, what's your sales call back? Like, what did you do uh, right or wrong? But if you make things too important, so for example, with the thing I just talked about, like with the 10K, if you make it too important to hit 10K, then you will never actually hit it. Hmm. And that uh, that's like the big, big takeaways, like especially the creating clarity. It's the most important part. You can do all kinds of stuff. Like you can just do all kinds of stuff. If you don't have the clarity, then nothing really works. That's so key. So I think we talked about like a lot of important concepts here. We talked about the be, do, have. We talked about getting crystal clear. And again, that, that's part of be, do, have. We talked yeah. about importance and attachment. And we also talked about imposter syndrome, eliminating that and how you eliminate that, which is by you know taking that focus away from me, 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 me to what's in front of you. Who are you helping? What's their problem? And I think, you know, a combination of all of these is so, so key for someone like to go, get to not just six figures, but even seven figures. Like this is something that I still focus on to this day, you know? So I guess to conclude things, if someone were on the fence to joining the program and they were in your exact same situation where you were at website design, being in university, being completely new to entrepreneurship and having all of these mindset issues, all these confidence issues. What would you say to them? Definitely join the program or at least have a call about like what it is like. The, uh, that's the same with me now with a sales call. It's like you're just finding out, is this really something for you, right? Like maybe it's not, maybe it is. But what I also noticed in coaching people is that mindset is the, the first thing. And for example, I don't go in it too intensively with my own clients. Like I do some things uh, about creating clarity, but it's the first thing. If I, for example talk to a starting entrepreneur, I can help them, but I can't help them as well as someone that's already doing 5k, 10k, because for them, they just need to do their work better, but they already know what to do, why do you want it, etc. They yeah. just need to sleep better, eat better, etc. And I think if you're in my shoes, where you're doubting about what to do, you don't have any clarity, or you're at 5k, but you're maybe not doing the job, you really Fixing your mindset is the first thing you need to do. And I think that's what the, the program really gave me is to like upgrade the beliefs, but also create clarity about what I really wanted. So yeah, that's the thing uh, I wanted to say to the people listening. That's super crucial, man. Clarity is everything. Like once you get clarity, everything else just falls into place. But yeah, Stefan, thank you so much for this interview, man. Thank you so much for giving us your time. I hope you guys got value out of this. Stefan, I'm going to Put your socials in the description below if you guys wanted to check out his YouTube, his website, his Instagram. That'll be down in the description box below. If you're interested in working together with us in the Reality Mastery Program, get into a community with more awesome people like Stefan. Um, the link to apply will be in the description box below. But yeah, thank you so much for watching. Till next time. Peace.